It's the Bradfield Weather Podcast, underwritten by Action Carpet and Floor Covering of Simsbury, a full-service, family-run flooring company. I am Dan Lavallo, the co-host of the Bradfield Weather Podcast, along with meteorologist Brad Field. And in our episode 113 of the Bradfield Weather Podcast, Brad included his forecast for winter, his long-range, much-anticipated winter forecast. Well, what we are going to do is extract just that portion of the podcast in this special edition for episode 114. This will consist of Brad giving his long-range winter forecast and will be followed by Brad giving what some of the other experts are saying about winter long-range. But we'll begin with Brad's long-range winter forecast, and that'll be followed by what some of the others are saying about winter 2020-2021. The Bradfield Weather Podcast is underwritten by Action Carpet and Floor Covering of Simsbury. I want to talk a moment about Action Carpet and Floor Covering of Simsbury, underwriters of the Bradfield Weather Podcast. Action Carpet and Floor Covering is a full-service, licensed, family-run flooring company serving the region. Founded in 1993 by Kevin Blake, Action Carpet and Floor Covering serves both residential and commercial customers, offering brand-name floor covering products in vinyl, laminate, hardwood, carpet, area rugs and tile, plus backsplash. Action Carpet and Floor Covering installs, plus offers professional cleaning services and will repair water damage. Action Carpet and Floor Covering has certified specialists in mold and mildew remediation, free estimates on all installations, free quotes are offered for insurance estimates, high pressure or water extraction, stripping and waxing of floors, upholstery cleaning, restoration, area rug cleaning, and much, much more, all offered by Action Carpet and Floor Covering. Action Carpet and Floor Covering wants their customers to be beyond satisfied. They want to be considered their customers' one and only floor covering company. In other words, their go-to floor covering company. Call Action Carpet and Floor Covering of Simsbury today at 860-651-8406. That's 860-651-8406. Or go online at action-carpet.com. That's action-carpet.com. Action Carpet and Floor Covering, a full-service flooring company. You are about to deliver your always popular, much-anticipated, long-range winter forecast. So what does it look like for the winter of 2020-2021? I do believe the primary driver this winter is going to be the transition from what is called ENSO neutral, which ENSO just means El Nino Southern Oscillation. So uh, I think we're going to see the transition from ENSO neutral. In other words, those tropical waters in the Pacific are just about normal with respect to where they typically are on these like long-term 30-year averages. It's going to shift from Enso neutral to La Nina, which means those tropical waters are colder than, than average. So then you have to look and say, okay, if you've got the tropical waters of the Pacific colder, what does that do to the jet stream? Not only there, 
but globally, across the entire globe. And we find when there are La Nina winters, we usually see the northern tier of the United States. So for now, let's leave out Alaska and Hawaii. We're just talking about the lower 48 here. The northern tier is cold and wet in a typical La Nina. The southern tier is typically mild and dry. Now, there's another complicating issue this year, Dan. Um, the, 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 the La Nina jet essentially shows slight ridging in the Rockies, so you would expect less than normal snow for the Rockies, troughing through the Great Lakes, which is where you would expect the core of the coldest air to be. And with this southeast ridge, it's going to try to keep it warm in Florida. So Florida could be the warmest place in the whole country this, this upcoming winter, um, even warmer than, say, New Mexico and Arizona and Southern California and all that. So Florida is the hot spot, and occasionally that southeast ridge, as it builds, will shove warm air up the eastern seaboard up to, say, the mid-Atlantic. But I do believe that there will be some intrusions of that mild air up into New England as well. So. We're in a La Nina, which should keep us cold, but we've got this offsetting uh, thing happening with the, the ridging over the southeastern United States. So when I did all of my figuring out and whatever, I came up with, with respect to 30-year averages, I think we will be about a degree or two warmer than uh, what's a, a, a normal quote-unquote winter. But temperatures, I do think this winter will be fairly much near where, where they should be. I mean, you go back and you look at the summer of 2020, and we had uh, months like July where it was 5 degrees or 6 degrees above average, uh, you know, August 4 degrees above average. I mean, it was incredibly warm with respect to average. I do not see that at all. I think we might be a degree above uh, average this upcoming winter. And, and that's all because of the southeastern ridge. And I will add a word of caution to this whole prediction, Dan. Uh, NOAA is indicating about a 55% confidence, so a little better than half, that we are going to come out of this uh, ENSO neutral and go into a La Nina. I will caution our audience and give snow lovers hope in our audience. If we happen to stay and so neutral all winter, we could really up these snow accumulations because I will point out that the winter of 1995 and 1996 was and so neutral. And in Connecticut, we got crushed with snow. We had a 10 feet of snow at Bradley International Airport. So, of course, the northwest and northeast hills had more than that. But that was the uh, winter of 95 and 96. And some of these winters back in the late 70s were ENSO neutral winters as well. And we had big snows, obviously, uh, with that uh, famous New England blizzard of 1978. So that's something we'll be on the lookout for right now, though. I do, see, um, I do see a La Nina pattern. I am banking on that La Nina pattern. So uh, with respect to the 30-year average, we're going for a degree or so above average. Um, in a typical La Nina, Dan, you see wetter than normal weather in the Pacific Northwest. 
and all across the northern tier, above average precipitation, which is good for the drought situation. But we are also looking for shots of cold air uh, through the Great Lakes and New England, and it looks dry and mild in the southern states. So if I had to, uh, if I had to go on, uh, on and predict right now, which I do, uh, normal snowfall in Bradley is somewhere around 40, 45 inches of snow in a normal winter. And the last couple of winters, we've been way short of that. Uh, it started out like a house of fire last year, but it fizzled. But uh, I'm predicting around 50 inches of snow uh, this winter with uh, maybe up to about a foot of snow above average. So uh, temperature about a degree or so above average and snowfall near normal to about a foot above average. But the point is here, Dan, that the last couple of winters have been basically snow free. So if we even go back to normal or slightly above, it's going to seem like a way worse winter. I am a firm believer that uh, in, in expertise. For example, I've always uh, had my taxes done with an accountant. Uh, whenever I want a short-term forecast on, on the weather in New England, I do it myself because I think I'm very good at it. Whenever I want to know something uh, about a hurricane that, and how it may directly impact uh, Connecticut, I will call my friend uh, at the National Hurricane Center or at the University of Colorado. And when I look at long-range winter forecasts, I have to give a lot of uh, credence to, uh, these are all acquaintances and friends of mine, uh, Bernie Reno, uh, if you've heard of him, he works for AccuWeather. He does very good wintertime forecasting and so forth. Uh, there's a gentleman who was a um, professor up at Linden State College for the longest time and now uh, is one of the uh, presidents and owners of Weatherbell. His name is Joe DeLeo. Uh, there's a former TV meteorologist who does weather now across the nation, uh, long-term forecasting, especially for commodities. You want to know about uh, you, how is the corn crop shaping up in the Midwest and so forth. That's Larry Cosgrove of Weather America. Uh, and for fun and, and, and also knowledge because they have a lot of uh, good data astronomically and so forth. Um, I look at the Farmer's Almanac uh, out of Maine. I look at the old Farmer's Almanac out of New Hampshire. And of course, as we're putting the winter forecast together, we look at what the guidance is from NOAA the National Oceanographic and Atmospheric Administration. So we take all of those together. Uh, we look at, uh, we, we, we look at uh, analog years, Dan, which simply means when did we have this setup? When did we have a, a neutral ENSO pattern that was turning into a La Nina pattern? When did we see this jet stream pattern that we're seeing in late October globally? And we look back at what we call analog years. So this, that goes into it. Um, sunspot activity. We were coming out of a very, very uh, minimum solar cycle right now, and we're still in a uh, fairly minimum solar cycle. So whenever you're making these long-range forecasts, all these different, uh, all these different ingredients go in, into the recipe. 
and you mix it around and you come up with your best estimate. So, uh, you know, I do not say that uh, I would bet my house that this forecast is going to be right, but I do think that there's a very good basis for making the predictions that I'm about to make. So just as a way of a quick review, Dan, if anybody, uh, if anybody uh, missed as these uh, predictions were coming out. Now, remember, the Farmer's Almanac and the Old Farmer's Almanac are different. The Farmer's Almanac is uh, a publication out of Maine, and they are calling the winter forecast of 2020-2021 harsh for us. Uh, with some very intense cold snaps and snowfall, they are actually uh, pinning it down to a blizzard the second week of February. Uh, they are also predicting a major East Coast storm December 12th through December 15th, and that the month of January will be bitterly cold. That's the Farmer's Almanac prediction. The old Farmer's Almanac, uh, which is out of uh, Dublin, New Hampshire, is predicting that the uh, upstate New York region, the Berkshires, and on up into northern New England, they say three words. It's snow time. Um, they've got from Boston through Connecticut to New York City to Philadelphia to Virginia, they're saying sheets of sleet for the winter upcoming. Uh, the coldest weather in the nation they're predicting will be in New England, specifically in the state of Maine. They are saying snowfall will be greater than normal uh, throughout uh, the Northeast, including Wisconsin, uh, Upper Michigan, the High Plains, and on up into northern Alaska. And they are also talking the very low solar activity being offset by essentially climate change. So they are, they are saying that it should all kind of equal out to sort of normal temperatures to the northeastern United States. Now, the gentleman over at AccuWeather, uh, I will briefly review this too, uh, Bernie Reno and his friends, um, they, they're telling us that winter officially starts. Uh, the, the winter solstice is December 21st, set up driven by a key factor, La Nina. And uh, that's going to uh, that's going to be significant in my winter forecast as well. They're talking about mild with respect to 30-year averages, but near normal snowfall across much of New England. So Dan, if you consider back that the last two years we've not had much in the way of snow, if we have a near normal snowfall season, it's going to seem like a lot. And AccuWeather is bookending the season. They think there'll be a very early season chill through the Great Lakes, Ohio Valley, and the Northeast, a lot of lake effect snow. Uh, but then they have, as the calendar flips to 2021, old man winter loosening his grip with the temperatures rising, uh, snowfall decreasing. Uh, they've got a Great Lakes storm track, which the snow lovers in Connecticut are going to go, ah, that's terrible. And it is. When a storm tracks toward the Great Lakes, we are ultimately on the warm side of the storm. Um, in the coldest of winters, and when uh, La Nina frequently has cold, high pressure in eastern Canada, that can lead to a lot of icing here in Connecticut, which really nobody likes. Um, but now during the latter part of the winter, the potential for big coastal snowstorms as that Great Lakes track shifts 
to the eastern seaboard. Again, this is the AccuWeather prediction with late February and March giving us numerous nor'easters. Uh, just as an example of precipitation amounts, in New York City, Dan, the 30-year average is 26 inches of snow. Last winter in New York City, only five inches of snow. This winter, uh, they are predicting 23 inches, so right around normal. Uh, Boston, normally around 44 inches of snow. Last winter, only 16 inches of snow. And this winter, a much more normal 40 inches of snow. Uh, the core of the coldest air this winter in the Pacific Northwest and the Northern Rockies and the warmest air in the southeast uh, up to the mid-Atlantic. So, Dan, that is the AccuWeather forecast for the upcoming winter. Well, that's going to do it for this special episode of the Bradfield Weather Podcast. For meteorologist Brad Field, I am co-host Dan Lavallo. The Bradfield Weather Podcast has been underwritten by Action Carpet and Floor Covering of Simsbury, a full-service, family-run flooring company.